Welcome to another inspirational message from Gateway Life Church. We're so glad that you've joined us and trust that this podcast will be a blessing to you. How good were our choir? You know, um, it was Father's Day 2019 and uh, some of you here, many of you here were a part of a Father's Day, uh, you know, just performance that we did to, uh, what's it called? Shark Tail? Not Shark Tail. Baby Shark, yeah, and we did all the actions and stuff like that. So we had about 20 blokes up here doing all the actions and all that. Yeah, well, Faida, our choir leader, put a comment on Facebook saying, now I understand why it's difficult for white men to dance. (laughs) It was the comment of the year. When I dance next to one of my African brothers or sisters, I feel like I'm in a straitjacket. It's like my brain is telling my body to move and I can see things moving, but I still feel like I'm in a straitjacket. I don't know what's happening, but uh, there it is. Well, let's pray and dive into God's Word today. I know that the Lord's put a word in my heart to equip, encourage, and empower you. So let's pray. And uh, we're not going to... Just a little tip. Uh, you never have to pray for God's Word. Uh, never, 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 say, never pray a prayer that says something like, God, uh, I pray that your Word would be powerful today. No, 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 no. You're praying something that God has already answered. God's Word is powerful already. And so what we need to pray for is, God, give me ears to hear and give me eyes to see what you're saying. But furthermore, God, give me a heart that will courageously respond and be obedient to what your word is saying. You see, the word works when we work it. So many Christians, so many people in life in general are hoping for a breakthrough, uh, you know, with zero effort. And so don't be blaming the process if you haven't put in the work. The word works when you work it. And uh, God's promises are conditional to getting in proximity like you've done today and so forth. And so, Father, I just humbly pray for everyone on site and online. Please give us ears to hear, eyes to see, and a courageous heart that will obey. In Jesus' name, praise God. So we're going to turn to Gateway Word of the Week. Thank you, champ. Uh, Gateway Word of the Week is found in Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 1 to 10. And it says, The hand of the Lord came upon me, and he brought me out in the Spirit of the Lord. Powerful. What a powerful beginning. And now this is, uh, you know, the uh, Ezekiel was a prophet, and Ezekiel is saying that the hand of the Lord... The hand of the Lord brought me out, came upon me, and he brought me out in the Spirit of the Lord, and he has a vision. And this is why you and I should never miss an opportunity to worship in church, to worship at home during the week, to worship in the car on the way to work, because in these moments, we're brought out and carried away and brought forth in the Spirit. And as Ezekiel was carried by the Lord, the scripture says that, and he set me down in the midst of a valley and it was full of bones. And then he caused me to pass by them all around and behold, there were very many in the open valley and indeed they were very dry. Perhaps you thought 
You know, Pastor Trina was talking about challenging our own mindsets, even, I would say, even questioning why you think like that, why you feel like that, why you believe what you believe. I think that's a good question to ask. Maybe if you find yourself just very quickly triggered or reacting to something or someone, why don't you just pause and say, now, why do you feel like that? Why so reactive? Why so, you know, downcast? But perhaps you thought that when you worshipped and got carried away in the things of God, in the Spirit of the Lord, that that was just for you personally. You know, when you worship today, I was just worshipping, experiencing and encountering the presence of God, and I was being carried away. But you know, that's not just for me. And I'm not saying that it can't not just be for you to be refreshed, to be recharged, to be renewed. But can I just get you to think and ask yourself, could there be a greater reason and a greater calling and a greater purpose than it just being about what I feel? Saying, oh, the presence of God was so wonderful today. Oh, the worship was so great today. Can I just say that it's not just about you? Worship is not just about how it makes you feel. It was so that God would carry us forth and set us down, metaphorically speaking, in a valley, in a particular place, in a particular community, neighborhood, where you're surrounded by circumstances that are very dry, if not dead, like in this vision with Ezekiel, so that you could raise it up again and become the gateway of bringing heaven to earth. And in verse 3, he said, and he said to me, son of man, here's a big question. He said, son of man, can these bones live? And I want to pause there for a moment and prophesy and declare and ask you, daughter of God, son of God, can that thing that you're believing for that seems very dry, if not dead right now in your life, can it live, says the Lord? And Ezekiel answered and said, Oh, Lord God, what a great answer. Oh, Lord God, you know, only you know. In other words, Ezekiel is saying, God, you have requested an answer whereby any response that I feel that I could give would seem so ridiculously small by comparison to the enormity of the question that you have just asked me. Can these bones live? And as I walk amongst this valley of dry bones, you are asking me something that I am actually not sure can be resurrected. And God, I'd love to be able to say that I have the faith to believe that this circumstance, this valley, my circumstances will get better. But to be transparent with you, because you know all things, I'm really not sure. But God, you know. And so today, I want to bring a message of hope. There is hope. I want to talk to some people today who feel like they're walking through a valley of dry, if not dead, bones. Because everyone has bones to deal with. Everyone here today is dealing with some kind of bone. You're dealing with bones. Everyone has bones. Everyone's dealing with bones. And perhaps there are dry bones in someone's marriage. Perhaps there are dry bones in someone's family, dry bones in your children. 
a wayward or a lost child, dry bones in your faith, in your finances, or perhaps there is just some dry, dead bones valley thinking in your mind. Everyone has bones. And perhaps you feel like Ezekiel today. You feel like the hand of the Lord is upon you. You do feel called, anointed and appointed, but your husband is the one who's in the midst of the valley of those dry bones. Or you feel like your wife just seems so disconnected and if she just get connected, she would rise and walk again. Or perhaps your bones are, again, a lost or a wayward child who's just gone off the rails, a loved one, a health issue. And if only they would not just hear the word of the Lord, but respond to it, they would rise and live again. But you see, this is a very interesting question that God has asked Ezekiel. And one of the reasons why you and I can really, you know, find it difficult to overcome, you know, what's between our ears is because of what we become accustomed to. You see, it wasn't unusual for Ezekiel to walk through, uh, you know, a a deserted, a, a dry place, a valley full of dry bones. It was like an everyday experience for him. He had become accustomed to dry bones. And this is where you and I need to be aware of who it is that we're walking with in life. Because one of the reasons why we can feel dry, disconnected, or even demotivated, if not dead in our walk with God, is simply because, number one, we've been walking amongst that valley of dry bones for too long. We've been walking in that social circle for too long and you've become unaware that what's on them has gotten off them and on you and they've influenced you instead of you influencing them. Or number two, we're not speaking the living word of the Lord to those bones. Because remember, God said to Ezekiel, prophesy. In other words, speak. Speak to what looks dry. Speak to what looks disconnected. Speak to what looks dead. Now, I don't want to get in the way of what the Lord might be doing in your life. And so, you know, if uh, you know, God has called you to walk in that particular valley because He's led you there, then keep walking. But just make sure that you're not there because they justify and nurture your own dryness and deadness in the things of God and that you're actually there declaring the Word of God. And I think that's like a sila moment. We've got to think about that. We've got to become aware. Don't allow what's around you to justify what you believe and what you want. So let's pick it up again in verse 4 because remember this is God speaking to the prophet Ezekiel. Verse 4, again, 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 he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So, in verse 7, this is what the Lord said. And in verse 7, So I prophesied, Ezekiel said, as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise and a rattling, 
And then bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them. This would make such a great movie for someone in Hollywood. And the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Also, he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, man of God. Prophesy, son. Prophesy, daughter. And say to the breath. Thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them. And they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. Wow, 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 wow. You know, every time you speak, something happens. Every time you speak, oh, I wish that you could really get a hold of that today. I really do wish that you would really comprehend the power that is in you. Some of you think that you can't speak, and the devil told you that. Some of you think that you can't speak, you've got nothing to say, and the devil told you that lie. Because, you see, Proverbs says in Proverbs 18, death and life are in the power of the tongue. You do know that that means your tongue, don't you? That's not speaking about anyone else's tongue. It's talking to you. God's word is for you. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. Death and life. Isn't it true? We've all experienced that, you know, we give, you know, we might criticize someone or say something unkind to someone, we've all seen the effects of that. It turns them away. That's the kind of power that you have. But we've also seen the kind of power when we bring a word of love, a word of encouragement, a written note or a text message that encourages, and we've all seen the effects of that as well. That's because you're powerful. God, one of the things that God wants you to know today is that you're powerful. Hey, church, you're powerful. Come on now. Come on now. Begin to use that power that God put in you. And don't be afraid. If you're afraid to open up your mouth, there's a reason for that. That's because the devil knows. The devil knows to all the people online how powerful you are. That's why a spirit of fear comes upon you. You're so so powerful, so powerful. The Lord says, prophesy to your bones. But I understand what you're thinking because there's one potential issue and that is that you and your bones are not currently talking. And one of the reasons why you're no longer speaking to those bones or to that area in your life is because those bones, those circumstances are not talking back or showing any signs of life. And it takes a lot of faith to talk to someone who doesn't talk back or shows any signs of life. It takes a lot of faith to love someone who doesn't love you back. It takes a lot of faith to serve someone who won't serve you back. But God says in verse 4, go again and again. And again, and again, and again he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. 
Now, in order to prophesy, you have to have a living word from God's living word. Okay, you've got to know what to say. And so Ephesians chapter 6, I think it's verse 1. It says, take up the helmet of uh, salvation. And it says, take up the sword of the Spirit, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So when it comes to your circumstances, when it comes to an area of your life where you feel overcome, perhaps with whatever, I don't need to run through a list. Whenever you're feeling overcome with something in your past, uh, a regret or whatever it might be, you've got to come to God's word, get the word of the Lord, and then you've got to begin to uh, wield that word. How am I going with this? Is this going all right? Actually, I should get Lee Grundy up here. I think he would do something. I don't know what. But anyway, but you've got to, and the way that you wield the sword of the Spirit, the scripture, the way that you wield it in the heavenly places is to speak it out loud. But that's what you've got to do. So I understand everyone here is fighting a battle. And the Lord wants you to know, he wants you to know that um, the victory is yours, but the battle belongs to him. And so my encouragement to you is keep on wielding the, the word of the Lord. And you might ask, well, how long is this going to take? Well, my question is, what's the victory worth to you? You've got to keep on fighting until you get the breakthrough. Every time, come on now, every time Ezekiel spoke, something happened. Every time he spoke, something happened. And something will happen every time you lift up the sword of the Spirit. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says that the Word of God is living and it's active and it's sharper than any two-edged sword, able to divide between bone and marrow, able to divide between that which is of the Spirit and that which is of the soul. Are you someone encountering some kind of confusion at the moment? I would venture to say it's because there's a mixture of the spirit and the soul. But when you come to the living word and light of God's word, he has a way of bringing separation from that which is of the spirit and that which is of the soul. And there's clarity again. God is saying that your bones or your circumstances won't get better if you don't begin to speak to them. For God says that anything that you don't talk to with God's living word shall remain dead or dry. But number one, you've got to stir yourself up. You know, I, I just get a sense that, you know, there is, uh, there is the temptation in the church to become complacent, especially around COVID. You know, COVID really messed up a lot of people. And it actually really revealed the, the depth of people's convictions and of their faith. And so sometimes what people do, they take the easy way out. So we've got to pray for those who gave up too early. Pray that they would endure. Pray that we would endure. Because it's they who endure to the end who will be saved. I'm going to begin to close uh, my message today. And um, I do believe, as I said earlier... There are many people here who feel like Ezekiel. You do feel called. You know that you're called. You feel anointed. You feel appointed. But yet you find yourself in a particular valley of dry bones. And you feel you're feeling unequally yoked to those bones right now. 
You're thinking like, I never asked for these bones. I never asked for this valley. I'm not even responsible for the valley, this valley of dry bones that, you know, this person is even in right now. I'm not even responsible. And yet I find myself in this circumstance prophesying and believing for their breakthrough. But it just seems like they, they don't even care. It's like everything I say just kind of goes whoop right over their head or in one ear and out the other and they just do what they want to do anyway. And you're feeling unequally yoked to your valley right now. Well, I just want to say that it's a part of your calling and God has called you to prophesy. He's called you to speak life. To remind, I don't know what the circumstances is for you, but to speak the word of the Lord, to prophesy into the future. Your son, your daughter, your mom, your dad, a loved one, you yourself might be going through something that you've just picked up along the way because of uh, brokenness, because of pain, because you went through things that you didn't ask for. But remember, we've got to come back to God's Word and define ourselves by what God's Word says, not by what our history says. We've got to take God's Word and speak it into our destiny, saying, Thus says the Lord, this is who you are, son. This is who you are, daughter. And nothing's ever going to change my mind until my dying day. This is the Word of the Lord. Here's a short story. It's very short. An eagle might fall in love with a fish. An eagle might fall in love with a fish, a fish with an eagle, but where would they live? Because they're unequally yoked. The fish cannot live in the air, and the bird, the eagle, cannot live in the water. The end. I told you it was a short story. Very short story. Very short, monkey, monkey kaka. I picked up that line from Monkey, <laughs> monkey Kaka. I picked up that line from an, a movie by uh, A Night at the Museum uh, with Ben Stiller. And he'd say, Monkey Kaka. And he'd always go like that. I thought it just meant something that represented small, but in actual fact, it was Julia Gleason, who's Italian. She said, Kaka means poo. I didn't know that, and so Ben Stiller was saying, monkey, kaka. I thought he was saying, monkey, 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 kaka. It's a good story. Um, and this is, what I, this is what happens, you see, when you don't listen right. So, a holy man, sorry, a holy God. <laughs> a holy God loves man. A holy God. Our God loves man. But where will they live? Where will they live? God, our Father, our Creator, loves us so much. But where will we live? I, personally, we, we're not holy enough to ascend to live where He is. For He is high and lifted up. Heaven is His throne and earth is His footstool. So we can't go and live with him as no flesh can live in his presence i cannot go to him so he said wait i'm going to come down to you 
Oh, man. For real? He said, I'm going to, you can't come where I am. And I love you so much. I'm going to come down to you. And in the likeness of human flesh, Jesus Christ touched down on earth, returned to the Father, and then sent the promise of the Holy Spirit and said, I no longer dwell in the temples made with human hands, but now you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now I will live with you. And just one last thought as we give people the opportunity to respond to Jesus today. Because I understand that you feel unequally yoked to your bones, to your circumstances. You feel unequally yoked. I didn't ask for this. I don't want this. I just want it to be better. And you feel unequally yoked. But can I just remind us in my final thoughts today as we close that that's exactly what Jesus Christ did for us. You see, he was unequally yoked with us. We had sinned. We had fallen. The Bible says that, you know, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Every one of us. And so I believe that as God calls us to reach out to others, to people, to loved ones, to those whom we might not feel deserve love, can I just get us to remember that that's exactly what he did for us when he first laid his hands upon us. And I just feel in the spirit right now that God, by the Holy Spirit, is laying his hand upon you. He's laying his hand upon you both here on site and online from the front to the back, from the left to the right. Even those who feel unequally yoked with him right now. He's just loving on you. You see, God loves you and you're stuck with that. I quoted A.W. Tozer uh, just recently uh, when he said that God knows the worst about us, but nevertheless loves us the most. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's why I'm a Christian. That's why I'm a Christian. You see, Jesus is the one that you want to follow. He's the one that you want to go after. He's the champion. He's the risen one, right? He's the one that you want to love and serve. Every other God who claimed to be God came, declared they were God, died and stayed dead. But Jesus came, lived perfectly according to the Ten Commandments, predicted his own death, and resurrection three days later and pulled it off. That's why you want to serve him with all your heart, with all your mind and with all your strength and with all your soul. Let's stand in the presence of God today as I give someone the opportunity to respond to this risen Savior. But first of all, God, I just pray for all of those who are just encountering various kinds of trials right now, who find themselves in different valleys of dry bones. Father, I pray right now that you'd put a gift of faith into each one to believe for the greater things in Jesus' name. I hear the Lord saying, don't give up. Don't stop prophesying. The Lord is saying to you, don't stop prophesying. Lift up the word of the Lord again in and over that valley of dry bones. Don't lose heart. 
Don't lose heart and believe, God says, for the signs, for the wonders. And Father, I also pray for the healing of the heart right now. I know someone's got a broken heart and you feel quite devastated. It's like your heart has been ripped in so many pieces you can't even count. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that you're able to count even the hairs on our head. So God, just restore and heal that broken heart in that marriage, in that family, in that business. I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. And so if you just know for whatever reason that you're not right with God, but today you want to get right with God and you want to stir yourself up to love and serve Him again. You want to rise up again. You want to stand up again and you want to step out. You just want to take the next step. God's not even asking you to take a quantum leap. He's just asking you to take the next step. I just hear the Lord saying, come, just take one step, one step. And so I just want to invite you to pray after me. And if you've never asked the Lord to forgive you of your sins, this is a good moment. This is a good moment. So repeat this prayer after me. Would you do that? Repeat this prayer after me. Dear Father in heaven, I humbly ask that you would forgive me of all my sins. Cleanse me on the inside. Heal my broken heart and help me to be the person you've created and destined me to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Gateway Life Church. For more information, please visit gatewaylifechurch.org.au. God bless and have a great day.